Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, along with my co-host, Doug Crockett. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Stephanie. So happy to be here, and we are the voice of hope healing, and miracles. We want to thank our sponsors, The Mindful Lab, where you can find clarity, connection, and peace. Go to mindfullab.net and The Sunshine Family Hemp, Nature's Side of Health. I love this stuff. Find them at sunshinefamilyhemp.com. And please listen to the remarkable miracle stories on our own Doug Crockett's YouTube channel. It is called Miracles When Heaven Touches Earth. Beautiful, beautiful stories on there. And as a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments, email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. And welcome back to our second year on Voice American Network and the Vitality Health Show. We invite you to listen to all of our past shows on demand. They're all really fantastic. And I'm going to turn the time over to Doug, and he's going to introduce our guest today. We are so happy to have him here. So, Doug, take it away. I will. This is uh, Wella Yun Yen. He's a fantastic uh, individual. I met with him, oh, four or five months ago mm-hmm. on my Miracles When Heaven Touches Earth uh, channel. He had a story with his father and his family, uh, very moving spiritually, and he had some great experiences from that. And it was my opportunity and blessing to be able to visit with him and, and to put that uh, video together. And you can see it on the uh, on the. Uh, the YouTube station, as well as the Facebook station called Miracles When Heaven Touches Earth. But it was my privilege to speak with, with Wella for a couple of hours, really. We had just a great spiritual discussion about his experiences and the closeness with his father and the lessons learned. And so it's our blessing and opportunity today to hear that from now from, from Wella. So, Wella, welcome to the show. Welcome, Wella. Hey. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Stephanie. Happy to be here. So, Doug is originally from Southern California. Mm-hmm. And now living in northern Utah, and that's how they met. So we're really excited to have you here on the cha- on this show. So will you start with yes. telling us kind of your history? What happened? What have you? What's your story? Yes. <laughs> the rest of the story. Right. Um, you're talking about my. Yes. yes. Okay. So with your father. So last year, this same week, it was uh, October 21st. It was a Wednesday. Um, and so my wife and I, we had planned to go over to Hawaii for a cousin's wedding. And um, my two daughters, they are still in school. And so we needed a babysitter. And so I had called my sister if she could come and just kind of house sit and babysit the, my two girls. And my dad brings her. So they live in Tooele. Uh, it's maybe about okay. an hour away from, from where I live. Yes. And so he brings, he um, he. So it was Wednesday night. He brings my, my sister over. And, um, and uh, that day, I wasn't feeling too well. And so before my dad had uh, left that night, I uh, quickly asked him if he could just give me a quick blessing, right? And mm-hmm. so, and it's funny because usually it, and when I asked him if he could give me a blessing, he gave me a, a smile. And, and it was, looking back, it was, um, I know what that meant. But anyways, he gives me this blessing. And we, we tell him, thank you. And we had dinner that night. And he says, if um, I told him, well, we're going to go to the airport tomorrow around six o'clock, 
because our flight leaves at seven. And he insisted that he comes back um, and gives us a ride at five o'clock in the morning. So, and this is, yeah, that's no small thing to go back to Twila, back to you, and then take you to the airport. Those were hours long there. That's a big drive. Yeah, it's about yeah. two hour turnaround time. And so right. I was like, yeah, don't worry. Um, I'm just going to drive my car and we're, we're just going to, you know, park at, at the airport. And he insisted like, oh, I'm going to come back and take you guys to the airport. I was like, fine, come back and if you want to. <laughs> so he leaves at around, you know, midnight. They come back like around 4 a.m. Um, and they give us this ride and give us a ride to the airport. And on that ride is when everything started. Um, so he, he, he tells me of many times that the Lord has spared his life. Mm-hmm. And he tells us this story um, when it was back in 2016. He says he was um, on his way back home and he had just dropped my mother off at work. And he says he was driving home and there was a standstill because there was a uh, traffic. And so he was, he was, uh, you know, stopped on, on the freeway over there at 2100 South. And he says, all of a sudden, he hears this loud screeching noise behind him. He looks up and he sees this big old ute, this bus coming full speed ahead. And he knew like, okay, this, I'm, yeah, if this bus hits me, I'm, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to die. This is right. And, right. Yeah. and so he braces himself. He closes his eyes. And all of a sudden, he hears this big crashing sound on the side of him. He looks up and it was the bus. It had veered off. And it hit, I guess, an, an something else. I don't know what it hit. But anyways, he, te- he tells me this story. And he says, this, this is one of many instances that the, that the Lord has spared my life. And I just feel so much gratitude for the many times that, that our Heavenly Father has spared my life. And, you know, many times I could have died. But, you know, um, I've been able to be around and see my family grow and be with my wife. And so he was telling me all, all these things. And I was like, oh, that's a cool story, Dad. Great. Thank that's you. interesting, Willa. Yeah. So he, he just wanted to just talk to his son and say, let me tell you an experience that happened to me a few years back. He just wanted to share that with you. He just wanted to share that with me. I, I don't know why. And he's okay. just, yeah. And um, I was like, that's a cool story because he never told me that story before. And, and so I, I think nothing of it. You know, we, so we go to, to Hawaii. And then I even called him back um, Tuesday to or Monday night if he could pick us up. And at that time, I didn't know he was sick. I mean, he had a little cough um, on the way to the airport, but I did not know uh, Monday night that he was actually in pretty bad condition. And he still agreed to come and pick us up. So Tuesday morning, um, he comes, he picks us up from the airport. He's I can I could tell that he was in a not feeling well. Um, so he takes us home. I mean, he drops us off. And the next day I get a call from my mother that she's taking my father to the, to the hospital because he's, uh, he couldn't breathe and his condition had worsened. And, um, so they take him to the, to, and this was what Wednesday, right. Mm -hmm. And they, they take him to the hospital. He goes upstairs and maybe Thursday I shoot him a text if he's okay, how are things going? Um, and he texts me back, everything's okay, don't worry about it. Um, this was two, Thursday morning, and then Thursday night, I get a text from my my mom and sister's dad. He's feeling a little bit lonely. If we could just film some of the kids, 
um, and just send a video. And so I quickly filmed my daughter and, you know, saying some, you know, singing a song and I sent it to him and I actually give him a call just to make sure he's okay. And this was Thursday night. I FaceTime him and he has, um, he has something. Well, anyways, he said he couldn't talk, but he did wave at me and gave me the thumbs up saying that he was okay. This was Thursday, Thursday night. Um, did you say that your daughter, when he wanted to see a video of your daughter or a family and you family. took a video of your daughter and she sang him a song, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Just singing her. Yeah. I love that. I, that's more personal. That's more than just a hello. How are you? It's, it's, it's something beyond that. And I think that's, that's an important thing to say. That's good. Were they allowing your mother to go in the hospital at no. that point in time? I think that was all the great shutdown, wasn't it? When yeah. nobody no was allowed to go out there. So he was feeling pretty lonely in there and had been sure. like a couple days. And so that was Thursday night. Uh, Friday, I, you know, um, throughout the day, we're getting text messages from my siblings that uh, he's doing fine. He's okay. And so then Saturday morning comes. And I think this is Saturday, might be uh, October 30th, maybe. It was uh, okay. Halloween last year. Right. And like 6 a.m. early in the morning, I get a call from my mom. Um telling me that my dad had uh, went into uh, had a heart attack and um, he was in, now they put him in a ICU and he was uh, kind of in a coma. Right. And so that was 6 a.m. And mm. so I was like, well, is he OK? I mean, is he going to what's what's going on? That heart attack it, is completely different than than that COVID. Yep, it's just an unexpected turn of events. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. But I guess the COVID um, was the, it the heart attack. Was it? Heart okay. Attack. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was told to. Yep. Okay. And um, and so he has the heart attack. This was six a.m. And then around eleven a.m. that same day, we get a call, another call from the doctor, and he basically said that my dad had little to no chance of making it out, just because of um, his blood pressure was. Uh, dropping um, and he also just had underlying lying, um, health issues that we didn't know about um, and so that call was extremely heartbreaking because no one wants to receive a call and then being told like hey you, your your dad is not going to make it most likely he's not going to make it and so I didn't believe it you know because my I was like my dad's strong he went in healthy he never right. had any health issues and never had any, uh, any heart problems. Um, and so I still had hope that, okay, you know, my dad's going to make it. We'll get uh, past this bump. In the yeah, road yeah, and sure. then the doctor also said, well, you know, usually when it's, um, when they're kind of on their deathbed, they allow someone to at least come in and just be with them. And because at the time, my mother and some of my siblings, they all had COVID. None of them couldn't, uh, were not able to go inside the hospital. I was able because um, I didn't have it. And so um, it, was, it, it was tough. It was tough to, to receive that phone call and then being told to, hey, your dad most likely will not make it. Go ahead and come in. And so I didn't want to go in just because it just felt heavy. I just remember that. It, there's a heaviness to the whole experience. Sure. The shock and the heaviness would be difficult. Yeah. And so my wife, she uh, says, you should just go in. And so um, I gathered myself 
and I go inside the hospital. Um, and, what, and before I go in to see my dad, the doctor and the assistant sits me down and they tell me like, your dad will not make it out of this. Like, and yeah, so that, that was hard for me to uh, hear. Especially and, when you're by yourself. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. it was super hard. And um, so it took me a while to um, kind of process everything. And, um, and finally I went inside and saw my dad and he was, I mean, obviously at that point he was uh, um, sedated and couldn't really, you know, understand what was going on. He, mm-hmm. And so I was able to spend maybe like four hours there um, just kind of talking with my dad. And, you know, it was a really uh, tender moment being in the hospital uh, room with him um, yes. in condition. And, you know, I was, I was just in the whole time I was just talking to my dad and, um, and I remember telling him how grateful I am. I was um, because of him and everything that he's done for me in terms of uh, all the time spent, you know, growing up in terms of uh, the lessons and everything that I've gone through. And he was always there for me. And, Yes. And, um, and I just told him like, yeah, you need to come back. You know, um, we still have, you know, so much life to, uh, to live and so many things to do. And, you know, I, my son is, it was, it was one years old at that point. And he's like, man, he, you know, my, my son needs you. And so relationships run deep. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, yes. and, so, and um, before I left, I, I felt impressed to just kind of quickly give my dad a, just a quick blessing. And, um, and so I gave him the blessing and I feel good about it. I felt super good about it. I left and, and that whole day was just a, a hard day for me because so many thoughts and so many emotions was going through my mind that my dad, is he going to make it? And my, you know, is he going to come home? And, and so it's just a super emotional day. Sunday comes around. Um, and, you, and so I do my, my scripture study every single morning. And that morning, uh, it just so happened um, I was reading, um, so last year was the Book of Mormon. I was reading the Book of Mormon and chapter nine. And there's a verse in there that says, these are the signs that will follow those who have faith in Christ. And one of, and one of the signs was, you shall lay your hands upon the sick and they shall be healed. Right. And that gave me so much comfort because I was like, you know, I have faith in Christ. I have so much faith in Christ and, you know, so many spiritual experiences that I've had and, and a lot of those times my, my prayers were answered. So I had tremendous faith that that blessing that I gave my father the day before uh, would um, somehow heal him, right? And, and we, would, we would be able to see him come home. And then also uh, that, that morning, um, there's two talks that popped in my head. And the Spirit told me to study these talks. It was uh, Elder Holland's talk from last year's October conference. Um, I can't remember what it is now, but waiting on the Lord or, you know, accepting the Lord's mm-hmm. will. Um, and yes. then number, and there's another talk by Elder Oaks a few years ago um, called the Lord's timing. Right. And so which talks about obviously, you know, the Lord's timing. And so I studied those two talks that whole morning along with the book of Mormon. And I was like, oh, this is might be an answer to my, my prayers and, and our, and our fasting. Right. Um, mm. But it basically, you know, it basically yeah. taught me to trust the Lord, trust the process. Mm-hmm. That was the main message that I 
I got from those two talks was to trust the Lord, trust his process. Right. And so we yes. go, we go throughout that Sunday. Um, and so mind you, right. The day before the doctors told me that your father's condition is, I mean, has gotten worse. It has, and, and he's, he's just in bad condition. We, so we get a call that Sunday afternoon from the doctor and this is what the doctor says. Your father's somehow his condition has improved. Wow. His uh, blood pressure is going back up, um, and we've taken him off all the medic, all the medication, right? Um, and now we're just waiting for him to wake back up. Wonderful, right? And so this is, and I was like, yes, this is great, right? It works, so, right? Yeah, it works. Like yeah. all, all this stuff really, really does work. And um, man, that, that was such great news. And we were so happy to hear that, um, that news from the doctor. And, and so, and we were and just to see, have him wake up and, and that was it. And so we go through the whole Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Um, I go out to um, uh, spend some time with my wife's family and, and it, everything was great. But um, later that night or maybe around midnight or 11-ish that same day, we get another phone call from the doctor, and it's different. And at this time, he says, your dad's not going to make it through the night. Hmm. And and you should really come in or someone should come in and just be with him these last moments of his life. And boy, that was... Like how do what do you say to that, right? Right. That was that was so hard for me to a shock was, all over again. Shock all over again. Right. And um, and my wife said you should go in again. I was like, I don't want to go in. I don't want to deal with that, or I don't. I just don't want to be there. It just it was it was again that heaviness that burden came back, and it was just so heavy. Uh, but after a while, my I um. I said, okay, I'll go in. And, but this time, uh, my brother was able to join me, my younger brother. Mm-hmm. And we go in and uh, we go in around one o'clock and we, uh, and we, we just stay there with my dad uh, for the last hours of his life. And, uh, and he actually did make it throughout the night. He, he passed away around 7 a.m. the next morning. Mm. And so a um, couple of days after he had passed, um, I guess the natural man in me started to question God a little bit. Mm. Um, and I started to get angry. I started to like, question, like, why didn't he receive that miracle? Why didn't he receive the healing that I had, that we prayed for, that we had fasted? And you know, I felt like we were, you know, doing everything that we could have done. And, you know, I felt like I was a good person and stuff like that. And you are uh, a good person. Yeah. And those and those uh, emotions and feelings started to cloud my mind, and it was it was um, a very spiritual experience because as I started to feel those emotions and those thoughts and those and those the doubts, uh, immediately my mind was taken back to that time when my dad was taking me to the airport, and he recounted and bore that testimony of the many times. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's beautiful. Yours are a good thing. 
It's <laughs> meaningful. Yeah. All right, it's very tender. I this is, is usually me doing this. So. Yep. That's the beauty of it. It's the realness. Yeah. And you're experiencing the realness. Sorry. It's okay. Don't worry about you. This it's okay. Is, we're all feeling the love and emotion, and it seems like everybody has dealt with something like this. And yeah. so it's okay. It's okay yeah. to be real. Yeah. It's it okay is. to have emotion. Yeah. He, um, <clears throat> so, and my mind was taken back to that moment where he bore testimony of the many times that he, uh, his life was spared. And, um, how many miracles was uh, was wrought on on his behalf, and and um, and that that was the place where my where the spirit took me, you know. Right when I started feeling the anger and the and and the doubt, the spirit took me to that moment and reminded me of my dad's words, like, "Hey, he bore testimony about the many times that his life was spared and the many miracles." Um, and that how he recounted that one experience when his life was spared. And so um, that, that really helped me find comfort. And then, um, and I sat there pondering of the many experiences that transpired in that two week process. And then, and then my mind was taken to that Saturday or that Sunday when we received that call from the doctor and he said he had a, uh, he was improving his, we were just waiting for him to um, wake up now. And I felt, and what the spirit told me is that that is Heavenly Father telling you like, Hey, I could easily um, have your dad recover from this. I can easily heal him. This is me showing you that, you know, the miracle that you are praying for, and although it wasn't the miracle that we wanted, but nonetheless, it was a miracle that, because I was told that there's no way his condition would improve. There was no way that he could come back from this. But yet, um, somehow we get that phone call and said that things were were um, looking up and he was getting better. And to me, that was, that was Heavenly Father saying, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I know this is a, a a difficult time and it might not be the answer that you are praying for, but it's, it's, it's what I need now from your dad, right? He needs to come on this side and whatever work he has in store for him there, but it's, it's okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you for that just a second because we need to take a break here and that's a perfect place to stop. And then we can come back and talk more about the, the yes. mir- the, this amazing miracle. I, my mind is going crazy because this is what I've just lived to. Yes. So I want to come back. We'll be back in just a few minutes. So just stay tuned, everybody. You want to hear the rest of the story because there's a miracles that are abounding right in front of us every single minute of every single day. We just have to recognize them. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. 
We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Isn't it interesting how we can be physically disconnected from others and yet be personally affected by the change and confusion of the world around us? We want moments of clarity and peace, and we need to feel connected to others in positive ways. A mindfulness practice can help decrease stress, increase feelings of well-being, and help us be more connected to those around us. To find out how mindfulness can do all this, go to mindfullab.net. You'll find tools and resources to start your mindfulness journey today at mindfullab.net. If you're looking for the highest quality CBD products on the market, visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com. Sunshine Family Hemp is a family-owned business located in the mountains of northern Utah. Our full-spectrum oral and topical products contain no artificial ingredients and are third-party tested by a DEA-certified lab. Online ordering is easy, and we ship nationwide. Sunshine Family Hemp has been in business since 2019 and is legally certified at both the state and federal level. Visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. We're going to start one more time. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I just wanted to hear music behind my voice. I guess that's sure. what it was. That's what we're doing. So we are speaking with Wella. It's been just a very tender, tender conversation. And I want to thank you for getting emotional and talking about this. And one of the things we were just talking in the break is how sometimes what we desire, what we think is happening, what we've been praying for, what we've been asking for is not the outcome that we're getting. But what we know is everything happens. What I know anyway, is what everything happens for a reason. Sometimes you have to just sit back and go, okay, that did not turn out how I thought it was going to turn out. So what do I need to learn from that? And what were the miracles in that? So Doug, go ahead. I agree. That's, that's the, the beauty of it all. And the, and the, the teaching moment of it all, we think we understand to the best of our understanding. We think we see what's going to happen and the, and the blessings that are going to come from it all. And then when there's a, an interesting term, I've termed this before and I'll bring it up just a moment here too. We come to these decision points. I, I make a little teepee with my fingers. We can go one way or the other. If it doesn't quite go the way I understand it, doesn't mean that it's not understandable. It just means that I don't understand it. And so I can either get mad about it or I can have faith from it. I can say, okay, I'm going to keep on, I'm going to get upset and throw in the towel or I'm going to keep on going on. 
That's what you've done, Stephanie. That's what I've done. That's what uh, Abuela has done. He's telling us now, and I've, I've appreciated the, the warm feelings and the spirit that's come with his story, too, as he's teaching us about what his father taught him. Exactly. So, well, let's take it back from what you were saying about two weeks, this whole two-week journey, and you guys were given a reprieve when the doctor called and said he's getting better. We're taking him off of everything. And sometimes that's just your opportunity to just breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, okay, we're going to be okay. And then you got the call that he wasn't going to make it. And you and your brother were able to go be in the room with him. And mind you, listeners, this was at the height of COVID last yep. year in October. Right. And so people were not allowed in the hospital. And your dad was there by himself for the majority of the time. But you and your brother were able to go be with him for his last mm-hmm. few hours. And and then he passed and we were just getting ready to talk about the anger and the trying to understand what happened. The doctor said he was going to be okay. And believe me, I know I've been there. Yeah. And then he's yeah. not. And trying to deal with those emotions and you really have to step back and go, okay, what just happened and why did it happen? And what can mm-hmm. I learn from it? Right? Yeah. So go ahead and take it over from there. Yeah. And so uh, thank you, Stephanie. Um, and, it don't, and that was a situation I was in, um, just a lot of raw emotions. And somehow, the, I don't know, it was the tender mercies of the Lord in that moment. I guess he knew that I needed that, um, that, heavy, that divine intervention somehow. And that was the thoughts and the emotions that I felt in that moment when um, the Spirit took me and reminded me of what my dad told me and what he, what he said when he bore that testimony about the many times his life was spared and the miracles that he's witnessed in his own life and, and how he, he bore that testimony to me out of all times. And it was just so interesting how everything just kind of worked perfectly, how he insisted that he come back, you know, um, to take us to the airport. And I, I wonder if the whole reason for, for that, for him insisting to come and take us to the airport was so that he could bear, bear that testimony. Right. And, and tell me, absolutely. and because maybe the spirit knew that in a week or so, his life would, I mean, he would pass on the other side of the veil and that his son would need that reinforcement and that. And so I was, and that's, I was so grateful that my dad in his and that week he told me and bore that testimony and told me that story. And then um, how much comfort I felt when um, that moment, that call uh, Sunday, uh, it made sense because it was the spirit telling me that was God telling you, um, this is your dad is in my hand. This is the miracle that, that you're praying for that. I mean, that, that I'm going to give you, but it's not the one that you're praying for, but it's sufficient. And it was sufficient for me because I felt God's love in that moment. I, I truly testified. It, I felt his love and the warmth and the comfort in that very moment when just what Doug said, I could have easily um, chose to, to be bitter and to be angry and to question God and to curse God. And, but though that tender mercy, like that, that was the real miracle for me. Um, and God uh, showing me all these things 
in that moment, and immediately my heart was softened, my faith was strengthened, um, my I just felt so much hope, right, and for the for the next life, and and since then I'll, I'll tell lay what I've been able to experience so far, even though it's one of I've never lost anyone that close to me. And so going through that whole experience was super tender and uh, it was extremely hard um, going through all that. But it, uh, but on the same, with the same token, it, it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I've ever experienced in my life in terms of feeling God's presence in my life, mm-hmm. his love for us um, but also just the warmth of the gospel. And so it's one thing to talk about and bear testimony about how much I know this church is true and how much God loves us and all that stuff that we talk about when we bear testimony. But it's another thing when you actually go through uh, a difficult personal. situation. It, it, the, the, and for me, going through all that, um, the, the gospel became, for me, I mean, it was always real, but it was a different um, experience. It was just, I can't explain it. The spirit, it, it was different because the gospel became so much more real in those moments and going through that, that storm that I was able to mm. find so much love and appreciation, uh, but also faith in God that he is there, that he really does hear us. He answers our prayers, maybe not in the way that we want to, our answer, our prayers to be answered, but he really does answer those prayers in his own time, right? And so it's been a year, and it's still been, it's still, uh, man, it's hard. It's this whole year, every single day, I think of my dad every single day, every single week, I, I, there's times where I get emotional and I cry about it, like, man, I can't believe my dad is gone. But, um, man, my, it, it's been a beautiful year still, right? I. It's been a great year of, uh, of, of reflection of uh, my faith has certainly grown and, and in Christ and God and his plan. And, and so now I just have so much trust in his plan and I have so much trust in his process. Like, like, and it's, it's incredible. And if I had never gone through those emotions and those, everything that I've gone through and and right. experience everything that I've experienced in that time frame. I don't think I, I, I mean, I don't know where I would be in terms of my faith, but I'm, I'm solid. Well, I want to insert something here really quickly. And I'm so, I'm so yeah. grateful for, for what you just said, because it's been a year. You said it was a year today that this process started for your yeah. family. Yeah. Right. And, and what a tender day for, for you, because it does bring back all those emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful to hear that you're, you, you, it's been a hard year, but a great year for you. And you've really had to step in and go, okay, God, help me through this. Because for me, it's only been six weeks and I I'm just sitting there going, I can't wait till I get through the first year of all the firsts. Right. But to hear you say you are at the first year mark today at the first year Mm -hmm. mark and dealing with all of that. And you're still having emotion and it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to have that emotion. It's okay to to have those feelings and just make sure we're taking those feelings and those emotions where they need to be and and not let us get them down, but find the beauty in them. Yes. And last That's night funny. I was having a bawling fit. I was crying all night last night. And I'm just like, <laughs> thank you, God, for letting me cry. 
mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of people that can't. And I'm sobbing like a baby, you know, just just having the emotion. But it's so grateful for crying yeah. and to be able to cry mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to do that and feel that spirit and the the closeness and the guidance. I'm like, that for me, that's a miracle because we have to be so strong yeah. and so tough so many times. And it's like, pff, forget that stuff. Having I'm emotion. Into, I'm into a, a ball and booby baby right now. <laughs> which Having I didn't emotion ever is think a I could. And it yeah. is. It's a, it's a miracle. So thank you for I, sharing that, that it's okay to do that. I, I appreciate what I pull from, and, and I want to hear what you have to say too, uh, uh, Wella. But the miracles are personal. The miracles are personal. And there was a miracle. It's not the miracle that originally you had hoped and prayed for. However, look at the miracle that came. Look at how you're different. Look at how you are now telling the world how God really is there, how you are feeling his love all the time. And it's become a very personal thing for you. And, and this experience is what took you to where you, where you are now. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a miracle. So going forward, continue tell us because, and yeah. I'm sure that you've seen things in your family that you never would have expected. And, and I mean, that's, what's just so crazy. Who, who's here with us when we're going through this, you know, and how grateful I am for the people that have been placed in my world mm-hmm. to help us go through this. And mm-hmm. it's okay. So go yeah. ahead and go ahead and you're just starting and sorry, I interrupted, but you were just getting ready to tell what's happened since it's been a year. Sure. So go ahead and finish up. Tell us kind of what, what does it look like now? So obviously there's a new normal, right? Yeah. So one of the, the world, that, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Cause they were so used to, so we we're so my family we were so used to um, my dad would always call me every Sunday. I would call him every Sunday and, I would ask him what what did he cook for Sunday dinner, and, and that was our, our our little thing, right? I, I would call right. him. Sometimes he would uh, tell me, "Oh, I'm just cooking something." So he he knows like I hate you no know, fish and things like this. So he would tell me like I'm making fish and things that he knows <laughs> I don't like. And but <laughs> I would later find out that he actually made good food, and I was like, "Dad." But anyways, yeah, you know, one, you. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that we found we quickly found out was how much my dad held the family together, mm. right? And now every single person in the family had to step up and keep mm. that tradition going in terms of, okay, the phone calls, the the text messages, the spending more time together and having more, <laughs> yeah, stay more connected because um, there, there were several months where, you know, it just, the connection wasn't there. And so it yeah. took a lot of effort on my part to um, to really drive the connection. And so we found, we, we talk about that, how like, man, that we didn't realize that, yeah. but we, we felt that, that void fat. And perhaps that's why you got the opportunity to be at the hospital yeah, because maybe. you were going to take that mantle on and you mm. needed to have that experience with your father mm. because that mantle was going to be passed to you. Yeah. Well said. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Things happen for a reason. they do and look how strong you are now that's 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 a blessing yeah and you know it's interesting because i that was one of my greatest fears growing up as a kid was uh i hope i never lose my dad or mom i hope i never have to experience that i remember Mm -hmm. that as like a six-year-old at a beach Mm -hmm. we're at a beach one summer and and 
And I started to realize how life works and how um, one day people will die and how that, that thought brought so much fear to me as a kid. Like mm. I did not want to see my dad or mom pass away. And, right. um, and I remember growing up, I had friends who lost their parents at a young age. And that was the one thing that I thought in my mind I was like, man, how, do, how are they dealing with that? That is such a hard thing. And, um, and last year when I, went through that experience um it wasn't as hard it was hard but it wasn't as hard as i thought it would be because a um kind of what stephanie was saying because of the support um that i had around me my wife my children my cousins my my aunts and uncles and all these my people from my ward my bishopric um it was they showed such an outpouring of love um, that it made the process a little bit easier along with uh, help on the other side of the veil. And, but I just remember thinking back how much comfort I felt throughout the whole entire process. Like I can testify to that, how there was so much warmth and comfort during that whole time. And still, right. I still feel that. And it's such a, um, a strength to my testimony uh, that God lives and he loves us. And, and I'm, I'm firm in that. Right. And, uh, and that's beautiful. That you know, is. I've often I've often wondered what people do that don't have that knowledge, you know, and that's what we want to share with our listeners. If you don't have that knowledge of God out there, try to find it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's whether it's in whatever you can possibly believe in, you need to have a belief in a higher power. And and that will just help you through so many things. I just couldn't even imagine not having that belief that that we have in a higher power. And Oof. we call him God. Other people yep. call him different things. Yep. But just to have that, have that knowledge and comfort it doesn't make it any easier what we're going through. But to have that knowledge and comfort is huge. And, and what, go ahead, Ella. Yes. But just kind of uh, what Stephanie said earlier. It's okay to cry. I, I'm grateful that Heavenly Father didn't shield me or any of us going through these, these challenges from all the emotions that we, that, that comes with it, Mm. the pain, the anguish, the, you know, even the anger, the doubt, um, everything. Like he didn't shield me from any of those things. He allowed me to go through it, to feel it, to embrace it because he knew, I, I think he knows what, what that will do for us, right? If we're able to go through those raw emotions and and then and then in, in spite of feeling all that, and then having the uh, the faith to turn to Him and say, "God, I'm I'm hurting here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, help me." And yes. Or did He help me? Like He helped. And I think, um, and again, I'm going back to saying the same thing. I think if my dad had never passed away. Or if, I've ne- if I didn't go through that experience, I don't think I would have discovered this part of my testimony mm-hmm. or discovered this part of how God operates and how much he loves us. I truly now know how much he loves us through going through that. Like that's you know, one of the beautiful things you're beautiful. talking about right now is you're willing to come on here and share this with our listeners. Mm-hmm. And so our listeners can get that same support. Yep, and that's right. what we're here for. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's because you have been able to step up and share your experience. Mm-hmm. Other lots of other people, unfortunately, are going through similar circumstances. And what you're sharing with us today, and I so appreciate what you're saying, because what you're sh- saying is there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is, there is, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's life after this, this tragic tragedy that we're going through. And, you know, I've known that I'm learning that, but I love listening to your, you talk about it because it is so strengthening to me. So thank you you to our listeners. It is beautiful. We're taught that um, a lot of us are taught that in our lives, as we have a spiritual experience, as we go to our church and as we go through these kinds of experiences, we're taught these things, but it's when we come to the point, like what you've experienced and in other types of experiences where, I have to apply what I've learned. I mean, I've heard all these nice things, but now I have to apply it. Make me okay. And to know that it it worked, it made you okay. And it came in a different direction. You thought, well, I thought the answer was going to be dad's all right or physically okay now. When the truth was he went home to his heavenly father and you came out a stronger person, a stronger man, stronger person in your family. That's the the eternal blessing there that that I'm feeling from this, that I've, I've just thoroughly enjoyed what you're what you're saying it's wonderful yes i agree you packaged that perfectly well it's uh we need that kind of strength we think that we got it understood and what's going on it's like whoa that was a turn that i did not see nor did i understand so Mm -hmm. right i can either be upset about it or i can learn from it Yep. that's where our faith comes in it's just we don't we don't have to understand it because it just makes no sense. Right. If we if we sit down and try to really analyze it, it makes no sense. But that's <laughs> what we have to come in with fear, with faith, and just go, okay, Lord, it's it's your plan, not mine. It is your plan. Yep. And so I have faith that you know what you're doing because you've never let me down. And I have to take this humble human body and mind and go, okay. Okay, Lord, I'm turning it over to you. Take it, because it's just too much for me to take right now. I appreciate the simple and pure prayer of help me. Yeah, That's just a child turning to their father, a loving father, a loving God. Help me. I don't know how to say it any differently than this. I'm hurting. Help me. And And this came from that, so I appreciate that. So tell us, tell us going forward. Well, uh, I know what you've done so far, and now you're starting in year two, <laughs> and you've done some amazing things. So tell us what what that looks like for you and your family. Um, so so um, in two weeks, uh, my family, we're planning on uh, celebrating my dad's one year, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. we're all taking a trip down to Arizona, and we're just uh, going to rent out an Airbnb, and we're just going to spend time with the whole entire family. And, um, and so my sisters are the one they're, uh, they're in charge of putting everything together. And so Go I'm sisters. Go sisters. Okay. Yep. fantastic. Yep. And so I'm looking forward to that and, uh, just kind of, uh, you know, it's been, you know, I think the last time we all got together was probably, uh, I can't even remember when, but mm-hmm. we, but we stay in contact on, on text messages and, and, um, and, uh, FaceTime. And, but, um, this is, I think this, this will be the first time that we, uh, we're going to get together and celebrate my dad's one year. Um, but there is a, 
there is a quote I do want to share with everyone, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, kind of gives us uh, more perspective on God's plan and trusting his, uh, his process for us, right? Uh, but it's, this is, I don't know who said it, but it says, God's plan is like a beautiful tapestry. And the tragedy of being human is that we only get to see it from the back with all the ragged threads and the muddy colors. And we only get a hint at the true beauty that would be revealed if we could see the whole pattern on the other side as God does. Right. So it kind of. That's outstanding. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, me too. Oh, that that was was good. So so cool. You have to share that with us. That was so beautiful. So in closing, we need to remember we're just a small part of this beautiful tapestry. Right. And, and he's weaving all of this together, which is just incredible what's happening in our world. And if we can just step back and even just like last night, I was looking at the moon. The moon was so full and so beautiful. And beautiful last night. And I was just filled with gratitude when that's just one little piece. So as you talk about the tapestry, that's one little piece in the tapestry. It is. And we're only seeing it from this side. And what's it going to look like when we're able to go to the other side? I think of my husband, Ken, all the time. What he's seeing over there and what he's doing and what, how he's working. And he's probably hanging with your dad and yeah. my dad and everybody over there and his daughter. They're having a big old party because we're on here right now. That's right. I just know it. You know, and they've got so much work to do. And they're helping weave this beautiful tapestry of what we call eternal life. Yes. Right? And yeah. this is just a moment. And we just need to get through this moment. Absolutely. Just I've heard this said important. before, too. It says we're actually in the middle of our eternal life. <laughs> we're, we're in the process of learning. This is just where we are now. And there's more that comes and, and there's before we got here. And so uh, I just, I agree with everything you said. We, we don't understand, but now we're seeing it. But I love that quote. In fact, yes, I'd yes. love it uh, somehow. <laughs> yes. if you send a copy of that to me, then I can put that in. My, I have a little quote book that I keep and I'm going to throw that in there. <laughs> so, well, do you have, we have about two minutes left. Is there anything else you would like to close with? Um, I just had a thought that came past. <sighs> Sorry. I gotta... It's one of those thoughts that goes. Yeah. Yeah, it'll come. <laughs> it'll come back. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's, that's okay. <laughs> because you family, left us with tapestry. Some yeah. Really amazing, amazing thoughts and stories. And I guess for me, I just want to reach out to all those that are out there that are, that have been listening today. Thank you. Please share this. Please mm-hmm. share this with everybody that you can. It seems to me like everybody's hurting. There's mm-hmm. everybody's hurting and it doesn't even have to be a death. It can be just something else and everybody's hurting. And we need to make sure that we reach out and love those people. It's just yep. got to be all love. That's what it's about right now. It's yep. loving and concern and faith that, you know, um, hope, healing and miracles. Yep. That's what we're all about. Hope and healing. And that healing can be, spiritual, emotional, physical, mental, whatever it is, there is hope for you out there. And there are miracles every single day. And I know both of you gentlemen see them and feel them. And that's what this show is all about is having you recognize them because they are just simple things like the doctor calling and saying he's going to be well, that just gave you a break for a few minutes. That's a miracle. There's there's just a lot of miracles out there. So, well, thank you for sharing your story with us. We so much appreciate it. Doug, you're awesome. I love you to death. (laughs) This has been so fun. 
Thank you. Love you too. This is a wonderful experience and well, it, it's been a thrill to be with you. Thank you. And we invite mm-hmm. you guys to listen, share, please share this show with everybody that yep. you can think of. They can listen to it on demand, go back and listen to other shows, but there is always hope. There is always miracles in our healing, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. You just have to recognize it. And sometimes you need to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it may not be the answer you get, <laughs> but make sure you're looking at the miracles for the, in the answers that you're getting. Absolutely. And asking for them is pivotal as well. Yeah, That's part of the connection, part of the relationship with God. It's like, okay, I'm trying to understand. Help me to see what I don't understand. Right. And asking takes, takes faith and takes courage because sometimes the answers we're scared are going to come back the way I don't want them to hear it. Yes. And, well, uh, it, did that come to you? <laughs> yeah, and it finally came back. And so what I do want to share with everyone is seasons. There's, a, there's seasons to everything. There's a season to cry. There's a season to laugh. And there's a season to rejoice, right? And it just so happened last year was my season, my, my time and my season to, uh, to go through that hardship, right? And, and to accept that and to embrace those seasons and to really sit in that, in that time because there's a lot of beautiful things that can come from being in that, that season. And so that when the season to rejoice comes around or the season of harvest, you can more appreciate that time. And really God's hand in all seasons, not just when things are good, but also when things are tough. Perfect. Perfect ending for our show. Thank you so much. Remember your seasons. Yes. (laughs) And what is that? We love you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful, safe and healthy, healthy and happy week and watch for the miracles. We love you. Thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 